Welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast. Come join the nation's award-winning number one repack brand and our hosts, Joe Kay, Patrick Mancuso, and Tom Hughes as we discuss all the happenings in the world of sports entertainment and we speculate on where things are going in the industry. Follow along for some hot takes and cool products that you're going to want to hear about. And welcome to the 11th edition of the Hit Parade Podcast. Uh, if you're watching on camera, there's a lot of dude in this room. Uh, a lot of me. The big, big, big week. It's NFL Draft Week, so we put together a little mock draft. We're going to go over it in a minute. But first, we're going to get in really quickly, so this isn't the longest podcast of all time, into uh, some stuff that happened first. So, Tom, why don't you tell me about the shows that went down this weekend? So we have two big shows this weekend. We had one in Toronto, the Fan Expo. Uh, Patrick was there. It was crazy from what I hear. Uh, we sold a ton of stuff. Ton. And there was more hockey cards than Patrick's ever seen in his whole life combined. Ever. <laughs> did and you learn new players? No. <laughs> I did call people doctors. Uh, uh, Shusterkin all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no reason. Dr. Shusterkin. Yeah, great. It just sounds like a guy who would have a doctor's name. Oh, okay. Dr. Uh, fair enough. Okay. So, uh, That's good. so we had Toronto, great show. Uh, always a good show for us. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Minnesota. That's where mm-hmm. I went. First time heading out there for a show, first time show, and it was really good. A lot of foot traffic, a lot of people there, uh, good buzz about it, and a lot of Justin Jefferson cards. Yeah, I figured that. Um, so is Minnesota going to be a show they're probably going to do again we're going to go back to? Yeah, I talked to them. They said they're probably going to do another one uh, next spring, and then they might go to two a year. Um, Please they, don't. There's too many already. Well, no, I think they're doing it the right way. They're doing one this year, one you know, one next year, and then they're going to see what goes. They're, they're doing it the right way. They're not going, hey, we had one good show. Let's do 12. Do you think Do you think if people only stuck to doing two a year that the, the circuit would be better? I told yes. people this weekend I would love for there to be a national schedule I would happy to be on that board of saying which show should be what weekend, but I think there does need to be a little bit more um, organization when it comes to shows. There's too much competing shows, uh, and it's tough for, for people to, to pick one sometimes, and you lose out on good dealers and buyers at all these shows because they get split up. So Yeah, man, even in just the year and a half that I've done this gig, like we used to travel because it would be one show a week. Then every now and then there would be two shows a week. Now there's a weekend in May that there's like three shows that we're all going to different ones, and it kind of pulls us in all different directions. So... Yeah, I guess having it more streamlined would be fine. It means we're traveling definitely every week, but we basically do that anyway. Yeah, but instead of going six places a week, you do one. Fair yeah. enough. Well, you're still going to go six places a week, apparently. Yeah, that's what I do. So that's that. Um, Patrick, what what else happened in the world of sports? <laughs> go New York, go New York, go. <laughs> Knicks are on fire, up 3-1 against the Cavs, taking it to them. I knew that they were going to go up once they took one. From them at home, they were going to go back to Madison Square Garden and absolutely torture the Cavs, which they did. I was super excited. Got a little got a little shaky this last game coming out of halftime, uh, up, I think, like 10 points, and then all of a sudden they were down by two. Got me a little tight, as per our last tweet that you sent out to me. My butt was clenched. The old pucker. But I was very excited to see the Knicks actually not give one back because I was super worried that they were going to give one back and go back to Cleveland Two and two with the momentum going in Cleveland's favor, but they did what they needed to do and they got the victory. Now, hold on, I'll tell you guys before you all got in the room here. I said, "Hey, Patrick, going to talk about the Knicks this time?" He goes, "No, probably not, because last time we did that, I jinxed him, so I probably won't even bring it up." And instead, we get this fire problem. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I, so, so Beth can't help myself. Yeah. So I, I can't help myself. So as great as the story as the Knicks is, great, great. They're they're up three one. Yeah. Nobody cares in New York. Nobody cares because they just got Aaron Rodgers. I think right now, today, today, yes, I would, agree more, I would agree more that people care about Aaron Rodgers more than the Knicks' victory. However, I could pull up so many tweets 
of all my passion. after the game after yeah. the game Goose outside Man, of Goose Madison Man. Square Garden. Shout out to Side Talk New York City, and they just profile all Knicks fans going crazy after games, and it just gets you hype. Being a fan watching other fits like Bills fans going nuts and watching hype videos, it's tremendous. It's tremendous. Um, yeah, so Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets. Did you, do you have the details on the trade at all? I don't. Head? I don't. Unfortunately, it, it was what they moved. They went from thirteen to fifteen. The Jets did. They gave up a. They swapped second. first this swap year. It's conditional or something. Next year's is conditional. They gave up a lot for a team yeah. that had nowhere else to trade them. I believe if Rodgers plays sixty-five percent of their snaps yeah. for the season, that that. The second, second becomes the first. Becomes the first. Yeah. So it's pick 13, pick 42, 207, the conditional second for Rodgers, the 15 pick, and uh, pick 170, which is congratulations to the Jets, who went from being the third best team in the AFC to the third best team in the AFC. Congratulations, <laughs> guys. And, well, and Green Bay, who w- was held hostage, for, yeah, basically. basically, and Rodgers picked where he was going to go, and they still end up getting that haul. Yeah. Jets gonna Jets. I guess that's good fair. job by Green Bay. Rodgers is gonna Roger, right? Yeah, and he's gonna take some ayahuasca. Yeah, we spend a week in the dark. Yeah. Roger that. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, uh, uh, we set, uh, how long did you have that queued up for? <laughs> Gross. Before we get into it, should we introduce everybody we have at the table? Well, yeah, that was pretty much where I was gonna get. Okay, um, so I didn't know. People know the sweet dulcet tones of Jeff Easton, the star of the lowest-rated hip rate podcast Hello. edition we had so far. The um, lowest rated. No, that's not true. <laughs> oh. But I wanted you to say I was going to say thank you very much. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> thank, you very much. Uh, thank you very much. So Jeff is back. Um, next to him we have Sam, who is the idiot who's been covered in ketchup and mustard. He's had his head shaved. He's terrible at gambling. He loses most of his bets. And he swindled a poor boy in the office to start living with him. You... That's all true. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, thanks for having me. It's a very honor. Uh, Sam, what is it exactly that you do here? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out myself. <laughs> he's a man of the company. I mean, he, he's got ketchup and mustard sprayed on him, and he shaved his hair all in the name of Hit Parade. Ba- basically, what floor do you no, want the ba- He shaved his head in the name of gambling. He yeah. did it because he doesn't walch on a best. He, he does cheat at trivia, though. I do not cheat at trivia, for the record. So, I do not. So tell me how that That's happened. Well, okay. The so team, his team cheated. The team cheated. I was inebriated. I didn't see it happen. So <laughs> they cheated. I, I was a part of the team that cheated. I'm like one of those guys that went down with the 1919 Black Sox. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you do when you received the money? True. So, well, not the, the mo- first instance of cheating. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, this is not good. I didn't find out until the next day that it happened. And then I took the gift certificate we got and ripped it in half and sprinkled it upon the cheaters. <laughs> he did. He, he salt baited. That's that was true. So Sam is honorable man. Sam is only not a cheater when he gets caught cheating. <laughs> hard, hard to defend myself twice for this one. Sam, I'm glad to have you here. Um, and then finally, hiding behind Patrick because you can't see him, but it's okay. Um, the newest member of the team, right? I don't think we hired anybody after you well, yet. Well, he's one of three people hired that day. He was like, uh, but I don't know the other one's name, so it doesn't matter. Well, I'm now one of two that are left. Yeah, one of us is already gone. Yeah. Who didn't make it? Jake. Yeah. Uh, and not Jake from State Farm, but Jake. No, no. Not, and not Elmer either, so no. goodbye, goodbye, other Jake. Thanks for coming out. But uh, Dave Walter is here, longtime friend, um, mo- the most honorable prophet, Dave Walter. <laughs> uh, we suckered him into working for us like we do for all of our friends. Uh, Dave, you've been here for a solid, what, four weeks at this point? A little less than that, but yeah, in that ballpark. Do you hate it so far? 
Um, no, it's not too, too bad. Computers. <laughs> There's pros and cons. I've seen somebody get their hair shaved my first day, which was, <laughs> that was day, one. Um, day one. I believe I also laid witness to Sam ripping up that gift certificate. So Sam's actually kind of been the highlight and punchline of the office. <laughs> oh, it's been great. You cheered as he called you the punchline of the office, yeah. by the way. Oh, yeah, I know. He also voted you easiest to make fun of in the office already. Oh, so. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's also true. You rank number one on all of my rankings. <laughs> <laughs> We're making fun That's of people. Oh, we're making fun of people. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No, like that. Number one on the disappointment ranking, Sam. <laughs> but it's great. Um, so welcome to the team, Dave. I'm sure you'll be fine, right? I think so. Neato. <laughs> Thanks for the welcome. I love it. So, yeah, us clowns did a mock draft. Um, we came up with an order. We're just going to kind of go around. Well, not, not going around the room because we did the order. Not in the room where, the way we're sitting because we're not that smart. No, but uh, Definitely not. Different people have different teams. We're just going to go bang, 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 bang. Um, let's just kick, you want to just kick it off right away? So, Tom, you ended up being first overall on the clock. How did that happen? Um, I just kind of put How does he get the number one pick? You want to know why? How? Because I looked at it and I said, uh, Tom likes to talk, so I'll give him the extra pick because everybody has five, Tom has six. And I figured, well, the first pick is kind of already done for him, so there's no way he can screw this up. Mm-hmm. So he'll get a bonus pick out of it since this one was already done for him. But, uh, boy... Life finds a way, doesn't it? Uh, Tom, you're on the clock. Why don't you why don't you make your pick, bud? The Carolina Panthers select quarterback Will Levis. And the fruit punch tastes uh, great. It's amazing. <laughs> um, all right, Tom, just explain your pick because people are already tuning out. Go on. So the short NFL quarterbacks, I can count them on one hand, who have been successful. Drew Brees. Russell Wilson, and then is that your number three? Because that's not helping your case. <laughs> um, so I, I like Bryce Young. I'm just if I'm going for the first overall pick, I want a guy with a higher ceiling. Um, I'm a Gators fan, so I watched Anthony Richardson play, and I do not think that he is the guy. So I'm taking the guy that has all the physical tools and did not have the greatest supporting cast around him. Uh, he was pressured one of the highest percentage rates in D1. He had receivers going against SEC cornerbacks that could not separate. Guess what happens when you do that? You throw some picks. I'm counting on the talent. I'm counting on the hard work. And have you seen this guy? Like, he was chiseled. His abs of abs. Who's more chiseled, him or DK Metcalf? That's a good question. (laughs) That's going to go there. I'm going DK, (laughs) but it's it's close. You got to go DK. He's chiseled out of stone. Tom made this pick because he, he did it a little bit ahead of time at like 10.30 last night, and I immediately yelled at him and thought he was making a joke of this whole scenario. But I looked into it, and kind of what he said is true. Like, I did not know that Levis lost four of his five starters on the offensive line going into this last year, and he lost his best receiver, which was Wandale Robinson, who got drafted, obviously. So I think you're super, super wrong, but that's fine. Yeah, it I, doesn't matter. I don't, th- I don't think he's going number one. I think they're going to take Bryce Young. But I'm just saying, me personally, if I was GM of the Panthers, dude. that'd be my guy. I would I would think that uh, Frank Reich there could uh, do some Andrew Luck things. I think they have similar skill sets. Obviously, Luck has had a much more polished, rece- or polished quarterback coming out, but that'd be my guy. Well, if you did anything, it was make our next pick pretty easy. The Houston Texans are on the clock, and Jeff Easton, well... And uh, <laughs> with the number two <laughs> overall <laughs> pick... <laughs> The Texans run to the podium, and they take Bryce Young, quarterback, <laughs> Alabama, um, considered uh, probably the safest quarterback in the draft. Sure. Maybe. Sure. 
Um, a guy that he sounds totally, real confident about this. I know game. he definitely. <laughs> no, I mean he's been he's been great at Alabama, and they're safe. AJ McCarron, and you know pick. as much as we all know that the, college awards really matter about guys that go to the NFL. <laughs> I mean, but still, you, you know Heisman won the Maxwell, Davey O'Brien. He majored in psychology, so I think that he's got you know mental preparedness. <laughs> I think I think is going for him, but. And, you know, they've suffered, uh, or I should say we have suffered as a franchise since I'm representing <laughs> the Houston Texans. We've suffered with Davis Mills as our quarterback for the last, you know, season, what, and, a half. season and a half. So uh, I, uh, I think they try to get that settled, and I think they go with their guy, Bryce Young. So my only question for you then is if Bryce Young go, would go one, like in most people's mock drafts, would you have still taken a quarterback, or would you no. go elsewhere? You're going to go elsewhere. No, I would have. So, needs to say you were surprised. Yes, pleasantly surprised. Yes. Congratulations to the Texans. Yes, thank um, you. I'm on the clock with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, again, just we should say this really quick. We're not allowed to do trades or anything like that. There's no trading down, et cetera, et cetera. Because I do think Arizona wants to do that. So I just make it easy on them, and they take arguably the best player on the board, Will Anderson Jr., the edge rusher out of Alabama, who's just an absolute monster. I mean, this is an easy pick. I don't have to explain it that hard. Dave, you're on the clock with the Colts. So I get the Colts. <laughs> um, with the fourth pick overall, the Colts take quarterback C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State. I arrived at this conclusion <laughs> because Bryce Young and Will Levis both went. Um, if C.J. Stroud is here, the Colts are definitely quarterback needy. If you look at their history in the last few years, I would say struggle would be a kind way. So put it. Um, and also with with the new coach coming in, obviously with the Philly background, a dual-threat quarterback, I think he did pretty well with Jalen Hurts last year. And I think C.J. Stroud has a lot of the same strengths. Ready to jump on you, C.J. Stroud is pretty good. Yeah. Good. But an athlete, he is great, quick decision-maker. But as far as an athlete, I, I think he uh, – <clears throat> I think that's what's holding him back. Now, Dave, you're still new to this podcast, so just so you know ahead of time, Tom is the greatest athlete of all time. So, yeah, the judger, the executioner. It's so weird. I had no idea. <laughs> I'm but, sorry, but it's no one But I can also make the argument that they have Jonathan Taylor, and they also still have a very highly ranked offensive line. You could probably get away with most people under center and be a competent team. And considering you took Will Levis, <laughs> that would mean that, my guess, is they're not rolling their dice on Anthony Richardson. C.J. Stroud is a more NFL-ready quarterback. Okay. Going into last season, Indy, going into last season, Indy was picked to win that division. Like, no question. Mm -hmm. With the best all-around team, uh, the one question mark was Matt Ryan, who ended up being a disaster. So he ended up being Matt Ryan? Yes, kind of. <laughs> I mean, but he really, I mean, he hit a wall. He actually was, ended up being Carson Wentz 2.0. He also got yeah. to follow up Carson Wentz to your yeah. point. Yeah, so mm -hmm. anything, yeah. I, I feel like C.J. Stroud is an upgrade over either one of those guys where they sit in their career now. So do you yeah. like Stroud over Will Levis? So I think if, I think if you look at it all the way around, if they're both available, um, it's going to depend on the team from the Colts' perspective. I think it's 1A, 1B, if you want my honest opinion, in their shoes. They have everything there. they got to find somebody who can competently run an offense. 
Will Levis, I believe, is going to have a lower floor than C.J. Stroud. He's got a higher ceiling, but a lower floor, in my opinion. Hmm. All right. Well, a, lot of t- a lot of chatter. No, I'm cutting off. Yeah, we went I'm way good. too far. We move on to the Seattle I'm Seahawks at number five. <laughs> Pat, it's oh you, baby. Gosh. What you got? The Seattle Seahawks, my pick for... One of the Super Bowl contestants this year, if you guys remember, yeah, if you remember. Well, and this is why. <laughs> this is why. We are going with Tyree Wilson, um, another uh, kind of very comparable to Will Anderson Jr., uh, listed at six foot six, 275 pounds. Todd McShay has compared him to Nick Bosa, which is a pretty good player to be compared to. If you ask me if you're on the defensive uh, defensive side, the Seattle Seahawks, I think, was ranked 15th last year in pressure. They weren't that great. Uh, they're definitely going to need someone to kind of corral that defense as they're losing more players. And I think this is going to be a great fit for him. I think he's going to start, be an immediate impact, very fast player, can run down the ball carrier, does really well against the push and pull. And I think this is just going to be a great a great addition to our Super Bowl contending team. <laughs> I love the R that people Sold keep me. saying. We're just going to own teams <laughs> for a minute. Um, all right, Sam, easily the quietest, quietest guy in the room. You're in charge of the Detroit Lions at pick number six. What'd you come up with, man? Uh, so with six pick in the NFL draft. Speak up. Love hearing that again. Uh, <laughs> Devin Wither, uh, the Lions draft. Devin Witherspoon, cornerback, Illinois. All right, so, you, uh, go ahead. Tough decision between... Uh, Devin Witherspoon and Christian Gonzalez, but I think Devin Witherspoon is slightly more upside than Christian Gonzalez. Was a consensus All-American, and uh, Detroit gets the quarterback they need after they trade Jeff Akuda to the okay. Falcons. All right, fair enough. That's pretty good. Good work, Sam. Anybody got any, anybody want to yell at Sam for his picks? No? No, I could see Devin Witherspoon going up oh, higher, to be no, honest with you. So. No, that's a pretty good pick. Um, that brings us to the Las Vegas Raiders at pick seven. Tom, you're on the clock. With the seventh overall pick, the Las Vegas Raiders select Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida. You're just trying to take all the quarterbacks? Is that what you're doing? AR-15, baby. So, <laughs> I don't think we could say that. You could definitely say that's his, it's, that's his name. This is America. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> I think this is a good spot, good spot for him. He can sit a year uh, behind Jimmy G, who we all know is not the long-term answer for anybody, uh, except maybe the Vegas Strip. And I'm going to leave <laughs> right. it there. Um, but I think uh, this is a great spot for him. He gets a city year. Uh High, high upside. Um, obviously, the the testing was off the chart. Uh, if we can put it all together, and where where would you rather be than under the lights of Vegas? Mm, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Maybe somewhere that could run their front office and team better. I don't know. That's just on me. <laughs> the so, Raiders. The, hopefully, the Raiders don't ruin him. Like that's the, that's how I always feel when somebody goes there. But that's just if, not me. If, if the Raiders don't, Vegas will. <laughs> <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> little kids. <laughs> little so whatever. Good pick. Understandable. Uh, can't really argue with that much. So that brings us to the eighth pick. Atlanta Falcons. Jeff Easton. So with the eighth overall pick, the Atlanta Falcons select <clears throat> Miles Murphy, edge rusher. From Clemson, uh, Atlanta was really terrible. Um, <laughs> yes, their they defensive were. line, <laughs> they were 31st in the league in sacks. Um, they've been terrible like since Dan Quinn left, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but Miles Murphy, what, what can you say? Is first team All American. <sighs> he majored in construction science and management. Uh, he doesn't have a middle name. <laughs> Which is uh, wow. Uh, wow. But, but he's just—I mean, he, he's wow. 
he's going to transform their defensive line into a real terror. <laughs> it is the worst should have picked half of these players because you, you're going to do the best right up there. <laughs> no middle name. He doesn't, doesn't have, have a middle, middle name. name. And his name is alliterative. <laughs> yes. Perfect. No, no, no little Miles Murphy. <laughs> Follow that. I can't. Um, the Chicago Bears on the clock at pick nine, and they will select Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle out of Georgia. I don't care about all the other stuff. I mean, sure, he was speeding. People might have died. Whatever. That just happens nowadays, right? No, no, no. Obviously, that's tragic and all that jazz. But wow. Jalen Carter is. He could have easily been the first overall pick. <laughs> yeah, the, and we saw ahead of time. Like, what did we see a few years ago? It was like Laramie Tunzel. It's not the exact yeah. same, but like Tunzel screwed up before the draft, and he ended up becoming one of the best tackles. So, like, yeah. you take it. It's yeah. a perfect fit. The Bears need a defensive tackle desperately, and they might as well go end up getting the guy who ends up being the best one. So it's kind of a slam dunk win for the Bears, who continue to just keep winning because they might have taken him when they had the first overall pick. So that's easy peasy. Just I get mean, him a driver. Right. <laughs> well, they will. Uber. It's fine. Uh, Dave, that puts you on the clock for the Philadelphia Eagles. So with the tenth overall pick, the Philadelphia Eagles choose Go Birds Go. Bijan Robinson. Out of running back out of Texas. Okay, okay. Um, I looked into. The, I, I I thought about this pick a bunch. Um, if you didn't go Jalen Carter, I I actually think an Eagles team that boasted a top three defense last year could have definitely used him. Mm-hmm. But obviously he went there. I I thought about be or yeah I thought about um, maybe going with it's Jackson Smith out of Ohio State. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they got Devonta Smith there and A.J. Brown. Yeah. I think Bijan Robinson is the best upside of any running back we've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And with Miles Sanders departing, I think he's going to fall right into an every-down roll there. Right. So, I mean, the Eagles were kind of playing with the Saints pick that they got anyway. So it just works out from, you know, the trade. It was from the last year draft, right? When the, the Saints Olave trade. The, the Olave, Olave yeah. trade, yep. So this is kind of like a bonus pick for them, so you might as well use it on that fun little Cadillac. And the, well, you like your little Cadillac, so <laughs> there we go. On occasion, yes. <laughs> there we go. That brings us to the 11th pick, the Tennessee Titans. And Patrick. Uh, with the 11th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Tennessee Titans select Peter Skaronsky, offensive tackle for Northwestern. One of the uh, So an interesting part about this pick, I don't think he's going to stay a tackle. I think he's going to get moved inside. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... The reason that being is because he doesn't have a lot of length, but his speediness and his ability to kind of be able to get to the next level. He's been he's been a, an incredible offensive lineman for Northwestern. Um, great athleticism, great on one on one matchups. I think the Tennessee Titans could really use this. I mean, in their run game and also in their passing game to uh, kind of help out who their quarterback's going to be. Um, and I, I just think it's a really good pick. I know it's not a sexy pick, like a, a wide receiver or quarterback, but I just him. think something that you can build with and put him on the inside and, you know, have him for a very long time, which is a big thing. Tennessee needs a little bit of everything. And, so and not to mention, you. isn't that like a Vrabel-type pick yeah. all the way around? Yeah, Like I agree. just the cornerstone to your team. Yeah. yeah. Move him on the inside. And that, brings us, that brings us to the 12th overall pick for the Houston Texans. Sam, it's you, buddy. 12th pick, Texans select. Lucas Van Ness, edge rusher from Iowa. Oh, hmm. obviously it's not a very sexy name, but no, uh, not at all. But it's the it's the Texans. They, they need almost everything. This guy can play inside or outside. He's a burst. He's versatile. He's a good pass rusher, good run defender. 
And uh, his nickname in college was Hercules. So, I mean, a guy like that, how would you know? <laughs> Hercules Van Ness. I, I, I drafted a guy last year because his nickname was Zeus. Well, they should fight. That's, that's, that's <laughs> a tough category. I don't know who wins Father that. Father versus son. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> everything. Um, so that's cool. Uh, nothing really to say about that. Tom, that puts you on the clock with the Green Bay Packers at 13 after the Aaron Rodgers trade. Uh, what do you got, bub? So what could be more ironic than the Packers going up and selecting this guy right here with the 13th pick, the Green Bay Packers select JSN, wide receiver from Ohio uh, State. Tom didn't want to try to say his last name. So <laughs> Nobody wants to. I know, it's very That's scary. impossible. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> You know, they got to find out if, if Love's the guy. So you got to get as many weapons around him as possible. <laughs> um, this guy can play the slot. You have you have Christian Watson on the outside. Um, just try to surround Love with as many players as you can. Find out if he's the guy, and if not, you move on. Um, but outside that, I think he is the clear-cut number one receiver in this class. I think after him there's a drop about to the next three or four guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so go get your guy here when you can. Yeah, no. That's a good pick for sure, and it'll be really interesting to just see if Aaron Rodgers says anything, if this would actually happen. I think it would be hilarious. Uh, pick number 14, the New England Patriots. Boo. Jeff Easton, yay. Yeah, so with the uh, the 14th pick in the uh, draft, after getting sniped by Green Bay on JSN, <laughs> uh, the uh, the New England Patriots are going to select Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of Oregon. Yeah. Uh you know, they were terrible against the pass last year. They allowed 28 passing touchdowns. And being in a division with Josh Allen and now Aaron Rodgers, they're going to need weapons on defense to try to stop these guys. And, and Mike uh, White. Yeah, you know, and, and Christian <laughs> Gonzalez, I mean, this is a slide for him. He's projected to be a top five prospect yeah, this is, in this trap. Um there's he majored in, in, in kinesiology <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> in college. He's a technician. He's got great size. He's 6'2", 200 pounds. He's only 20 years old. His What's his eyesight? Like? He's, he's, a, he's a Belichick guy <laughs> through and through. You know, Jesus. <laughs> Unbelievable. Mom's so. a nurse. So. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, what's his eye? His father was actually a semi-pro basketball player. He's six foot nine. Jackie Moon? Yeah. I don't even know if you're making shit I'm not. at this point. <laughs> Does he have a middle name? Um, <laughs> it didn't list it. <laughs> so you can't say yes. I, I can't say Can you confirm sure. nor deny? <laughs> I can't confirm nor deny. Easily our best podcast yes. so far. I, I'm loving today. <laughs> Uh, that puts the New York Jets on the clock, and I'm up. And uh, I take, oh, my goodness, I take um, Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle out of Georgia. Uh, it's pretty simple. For Aaron Rodgers to work, he needs to stay upright. The Jets have invested in their offensive line, but it hasn't always gone too well. So take a stud tackle, um, you know, the best college team. And my uh, Jets insider, B, he only goes by B, he said Broderick Jones was the pick, so I'm going to believe him, and I'll go with it. That's why I'll take him over Paris Johnson. Dave. You're up. So, uh, I'll throw shade on that. <laughs> obviously, with Joe taking Broderick Jones, that leaves Paris Johnson Jr. on the board. And I think if you're Washington, you need offensive line help. You need help pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. But a good starting point would be perhaps the best tackle left on the board at 6'6, 311. I think he's got a shot at being probably the best or maybe second best. Mm hmm. Tackle option that's there. Fair. Um, and I think if you're Washington, whether it's Sam Howell or whoever else you might pick up along the way, you gotta have gotta start at offensive line. 
I like it. Patrick. Sam Howell. Love that guy. Patrick, that puts you on the clock with Pittsburgh at 17. So, uh, <coughs> 17, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Brian Breesey, defensive line, Clemson. I really like this pick. He's a very athletic player uh, throughout the year and his entirety time at uh, Clemson. He's been used in different spots as far as up against the tackle, nose tackle, on the edge, on the inside. And I think with Watt being there, it's going to be a good counterpoint to kind of just let him do his business while Watt just attacks, and then he can kind of venture out and be his athletic self. Uh, Broadbent athletic build, plays instinctive football in tight quarters, pocket pusher when he gets uh, when he gets the jump, and just has a lot of really great qualities that I think are going to be useful for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I see this as a very epitome of a Steelers pick in this situation. <sighs> I kind of wish you picked Joey Porter Jr. though. I know. So he goes back to the Steelers. I thought they need about a quarterback it. on top of it. It was he was he was right there. Oh, it's, it that'd was be the perfect. best. So I picked the reason I went with Brian Breezy is because I watched him come out of high school and he was just his he was so much bigger and stronger than everybody else yep. and I that always just resonated with me and I was like this is this is a pick for the Steelers besides the Porter. Right. Junior. I hear you. That, that's 1A, this is 1B. That's fair. That's fair. Detroit Lions on the clock at number 18. Sam, you get to uh, you get to pick for your boys again, apparently. You're just a Lions, Lions fan now. This, uh, this draft. Lions select tight end Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. Which <laughs> is uh, another uh, weapon for the Lions. They already have uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Sadly, they have J- Jameson Williams for six last games, but uh, this will help <laughs> them out with that. Um, obviously, they lost TJ Hawkinson, so this would be a good... Uh, fill in for him, and uh, news on him is that he might be a better blocker than he is uh, a pass catcher. Mm-hmm. So if I had any comparison to him in the NFL, I'd name him Jason Witten. Ooh, look at you with a comparison. I like that. Jeff didn't even think of that. <laughs> <laughs> what? You probably have, oh, never mind, something's coming. I'll just shut up. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, that puts Tom on the clock with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. With the 19th overall pick, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Nolan Smith, Edge, Georgia. Okay, you got more for us here, bud? So, you look at Tampa, Devin White, who is arguably their best defensive player, Mm -hmm. asked for a trade. Um, He was used a lot in blitzes, and you got to replace him. I can't imagine him being there after this year. Uh, Nolan Smith is a super athletic guy uh, coming out of Georgia. And though maybe not quite the coverage guy, um, Devin White is, could kind of fill that that gap, that void that he's going to leave there. All right, fair enough. The Seattle Seahawks are on the clock at 20. Uh, Jeff Eason, the floor is yours. So with the 20th overall pick, the Seattle Seahawks select Jordan Addison, wide receiver out of USC. Uh, you want to talk about player comps. Uh, the two main ones for Jordan Addison are Deontay Johnson okay. and Tyler Lockett. Okay. And that's exactly what this pick is. This is a replacement for Tyler Lockett. Lockett's 31 years old. Uh, after this upcoming season, they can get out from him and save $10 million on the cap. Okay. Not to mention, I mean, Addison on his own, he won the Blitnikoff his, his sophomore year at when he was at Pitt. Mm-hmm. Transferred for his junior year. It, it was statistically a bit of a down year when he went to USC, but he was still fantastic. Uh, he only ran a 4-4-9-40 at the Combine. Only, uh, only he's right. he's got but I mean it's, <laughs> what a it's, bum. It's, it's like they say I mean well the guys this year they're running low four threes yeah 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 uh, but he, you know reportedly he has better football speed as they say mm-hmm. than actual 
track speed, I guess you, if you want to call it that. But uh, but yeah, that's what that's what we're going with, uh, and uh, we happily uh, would take Jordan Addison. Middle names, favorite colors, we good. Uh, he didn't major in anything, so <laughs> he, he majored in football. He didn't have a major. His major was he football. Was a professional yeah. gymnast. Yeah, that was his major. The rings oh, are his best event. <laughs> so I'm on the clock at 21 for the Chargers. Uh, and for the Chargers, I select Dalton Kincaid, the tight end out of Utah. First off, this tight end class is simply fantastic. Um, but Dalton Kincaid is probably the best like receiving tight end. You have Justin Herbert. You need to throw the ball. He is. He's be- he's a better receiver than Mayer, but Mayer's a better blocker. Get over yourself, Notre Dame guy. Dalton Kincaid had, has such a huge catch radius. Dude's great. And what you need to do right now is give Herbert as many weapons as possible, especially since his weapons are Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, who combine for 10 total games played a year because they get hurt yeah. all the time. Yeah. So Kincaid gives him another weapon. He's an upgrade over... You know who they have, Gerald Everett, right? Gerald so Everett, yeah. Yep. Everett's fine. He was, serv- he was yeah, fine. He was he's a, he's he, a he, super good athlete. Fine. So anyway, Kincaid's another weapon in that offense, which is exactly what they're going for right now because they have to win games by outscoring the Chiefs. So just do it by adding the weapon. I think it's a perfect fit, and I think Kincaid will have a really good year in that offense. That's I don't care. I love this fit. That brings us to David and the Baltimore Ravens at 22. All right, with the 22nd pick in the NFL draft, the Baltimore Ravens select Joey Porter Jr., corner out of Penn State. How amazing would that be? It's pretty great. It, it, it'd be insane. <laughs> and, and, I mean, granted, if you're the Ravens, you could make an argument that you need possibly a quarterback. You could make the argument that Quentin Richardson would kind of fit into your world as well. You just invent a player? Um, what's up? You just invent a player? Quentin Johnson? No, he meant Quentin Johnston. I, okay. I did. I don't know why I said it's Richardson. A, it's, <laughs> it's somebody's middle name. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's actually Quint, Quentin Richard John, Richardson Johnson. Isn't yeah. Quentin Richardson a person? Basketball. Basketball. That's what I thought. Yes. Played for the Knicks. There it yes. is. <laughs> Accurate. So clearly, <laughs> Quentin Richardson is getting drafted at some point. everywhere. Yeah. No, Quentin Richardson. Yeah, Quentin Richardson did play for the Knicks. I think he, I think he did. <laughs> How can you say it so confidently and then question it? <laughs> because then there, there's another guy I thought about. All right, all right, all right. So the interesting pick, if he was healthy, would have been Hendon Hooker. I know. To be honest, I agree. But I, agree. I think Joey Porter Jr. is is the best pick for them. For at sure. At 22. <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, Minnesota's on the clock at 23. And at Patrick. 23, the Minnesota Vikings select Zay Flowers, wide receiver from Boston College. I think this is a great pick. I was gonna think I was thinking about going cornerback, but. Just based off of their previous picks and production-wise, I think they want to go with wide receiver. Uh, Justin Jefferson's on the team. It's a great person to learn from and also get uh, some open looks as they're going to be double-teaming him all next year. Uh, He came from a team that was absolute garbage but still put up 1,000 yards. Uh, One of the reasons I like him, he's one of 14 siblings. You know that? That's pretty... Interesting. Is he a Cromarty? <laughs> Three-star recruit out of high school, turned down $600,000 in NIL transfer money to stay at BC, finishes school leader in receptions. Not very smart. Well, I mean, <laughs> I like his loyalty. That's that's no, also yeah. what I'm looking for. And now he's going to be the first BC wide receiver drafted since 1987. I love the pick. It replaces Adam Thielen. Exactly. He gets, he gets mm-hmm. to play with one of the best quarterbacks in he's the league. He's going to get a lot of targets this year. <laughs> it's going to be great. But that's a great pick. Uh, let's see if we have another great pick coming up. Sam is on the clock with the Jacksonville Jaguars at 24. I got the Jaguars taking Deontay Banks, cornerback from Maryland. Good pick. This guy is a major athlete. He ran a 4 3 5 40, 
42-inch vert and 11-foot-4 broad jump all at the uh, combine. His ability to mirror any receiver he goes against, and I think he'll be a very handy cornerback for the Jaguars, especially replacing Shaquille Griffin. I like it. I like it a lot. Good pick, Sam. That brings Tom on the clock for the New York football Giants. With the 25th overall pick, <laughs> picking way later than we expected, the New York Giants select Quinton Johnston, wide receiver TCU. Okay. So, I get it. I, listen, I know that, you know, pre draft, there was a lot of talk of him being the top receiver on the board, possibly, because unlike all these other receivers, he is not five foot nothing. He is a six foot four physical receiver that can go win one on one battles. Uh, did, did deal with some drops a little bit in college, but if you're the Giants, uh, you need to give Danny Dimes some help. He had a great year throwing to a bunch of guys that may or may not be in the NFL in two years. Um, Isaiah Hodgkins, a, a Bills kind of practice squad guy, came in and was kind of the leader there for the last half of the season. Um, they just need to give him some weapons, and if the Giants want to compete with the Eagles uh, for that division, they, they need a couple skilled players, and I think this is a good fit um, to help them kind of bridge the gap between them and the Eagles. It could be. Johnson was one of those wide receivers that when the draft first started happening, I was like, that's the guy I would like you know, the Bills to get. I really liked him as a wide receiver. But you know, his, even at his pro day, he was having a case of the dropsies. So mm-hmm. it worries you a little bit. But, I mean, everything he said is right. He'd be a great fit for the Giants. So can't really complain. Uh, Jeff, you're on the clock for your final pick. The Dallas Cowboys at 26. Dallas Cowboys at 26. Uh they're going to select Brian Branch, safety out of Alabama. You got any stats on him? Um, well, this is another toy for Dan Quinn uh, to use with Parsons. Uh, they need to be able to stop Hurts. I mean, that's he's their nemesis now. Um, they actually, I mean, defensively last year, they were in the top five in the league. They, they were excellent defensively, but Hurts shredded them. Um, both times they played him. Uh, he's just a pure football player. He's not going to blow you away with his, his size or his speed. You know, he's six foot, 195, ran a 45840 at the combine. So he's not crazy athletic, but he's just a pure football player. He's led him in tackles. Alabama's defense, he led them in tackles. It's mm-hmm. uh, he's He's just the perfect fit for them at safety, and they desperately need that help in that secondary. All right. And what did he major in? Uh, he's another guy. He majored in football. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> go, figure, go figure. A guy that went to Alabama underwater didn't have an academic uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, major. It. That's Crazy. so funny. That puts me on the clock for the Buffalo Bills at 27. Um, it's a it's a crying shame that we can't do any trades here because I really would be doing everything in my power to trade down here. Because the, What the Bills need kind of the most is like a linebacker, and it's too early really to take any of them. I'd love to move down and pick up one of them in, I don't know, 10 picks or so. So, But one thing the Bills also need is an offensive tackle. They need a right tackle. Spencer Brown isn't very good, and there's a lot of charts. I saw one chart. Um, online that was just like showing everybody's like heat maps for mm-hmm. their offensive tackles or offensive line, and the Bills have like blue, 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 
3% bright red. Like, you need to change this. So we're going to change him out. We can get Darnell Wright, the offensive tackle, out of Tennessee. Probably should have already been taken. I like to see him fall a little bit. Dude's a monster. He's the best pure right tackle in the draft, um, according to Mel Kuyper. But I agree with it. You want to watch some tape? Watch that dude play against Alabama. He handled Will Anderson, who went third overall in our draft here. Probably might even go higher in the real one. Uh, He's a great tackle. And... The Bills' biggest problem is making sure that like Josh Allen doesn't get hurt. So might as well have somebody who can block him and not have Spencer Brown get blown up and then, you know, we're always under pressure. So it's not a sexy pick, but it's the right pick. So I don't feel bad about it at all. You took Will Levis first overall. Nobody cares about your opinion. <laughs> Darnell Washington. Oh, shit. Dave, you're up. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not Wait, editing. Richardson. Oh, snap. With the 28 overall oh, pick. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> you're welcome. The Cincinnati Bengals select, as Joe has already said, My Darnell name. Washington, tight end out of Georgia. I love this guy. Um, you know, he's six foot seven. He's 269. He runs a 46440. I think if you're Cincinnati, another weapon for Joe Burrow to, to throw to doesn't hurt. And not to mention he can help out with an offensive line that definitely upgraded. Mm-hmm. But a blocking tight end does nothing but help your offensive line. Correct. As well as having the ability to catch passes. I think it's a slam dunk for the Bengals. Um, and that would be who I would take. So the best part about this guy, his hands are this. This is his hand size. It's all, he's got a massive hands. It's a sheet. They say just basically imagine sheets of printer paper. That's wow. fantastic. Like again, this tight end class is ridiculous. And just like imagine like those mitts <laughs> catching. And he's not even you know he's like the third best receiving tight end out of him. But he's the best blocker because he's just a house. I love this pick for the Bengals too. Um, great job, Patrick. Yes. New Orleans Saints are on the clock. What do you got, bud? New Orleans Saints selecting 29th. New Orleans Saints are going to select Josh Downs, wide receiver from North Carolina. I think this is a great pick to start building around Derek Carr. Uh, they have Michael Thomas, Chris Olave. I think this is going to be a great addition. Put him in the slot. He's a crazy uh, speedster. Um, great hands. I think he's going to do well probably just in the slot. I don't think he's going to get outside of that, but if they can find a way to utilize that and kind of make him a Cole Beasley in that offense, I think the ball is going to be moving up and down that field for them this year pretty well. It's a really fun pick. Mm-hmm. That would be really fun. I just love that this pick has traded hands three times. It's yes. the fourth different team to have this pick. <laughs> Frisco, Miami, and Denver are now here. This is bananas, but that's pretty awesome. It's a good pick. All right, Sam, up for your last pick for the Eagles, man, at number 30. What did you come up with? Uh, Eagles were going to take linebacker Drew Sanders from Arkansas. He was a former edge rusher at Alabama. He had 11 sacks last year, three forced fumbles, and an interception. All SEC. And he was a finalist for the Dick Buckus Award. It might be that little uh, edge to put the Eagles over the top and win a Super Bowl this year. All right. it's a good pick, Sam. And last but not least in the first round, the Kansas City Chiefs are on the clock at pick 31. Tom, finish us off. So usually this would be the 32nd pick, but the Dolphins cheated. So. Uh-huh. With the 31st <laughs> overall pick, the Kansas City Chiefs select Kalijah Kansi, defensive tackle from Pittsburgh. Um, you look at the Chiefs teams, there's not a lot of holes. Uh, their defense has always kind of been their their bugaboo. Where is, is, it, is it enough to, to win the Super Bowl? And this guy is a great run stopper, uh, can get some pressure up the middle uh, for that, off, that defensive line that is um, good but not great. Uh, so here's a chance to get someone who can plug right in. Um, Put next to Kalaftis, George, how do you say his last name? Kalaftis. Kalaftis. You're also looking for Chris Jones. 
right? Yeah, but I'm saying <laughs> no. What I'm saying no. Right. But, but last year they took took him in the first round. Oh, I know you're saying. Um, I'm sorry. So you get two young young defensive linemen there to kind of build around. Oh, um, it's crazy. My favorite thing that people say about this guy is remember the last slightly undersized defensive tackle from Pittsburgh ended up being Aaron Donald, but. He's not Aaron Donald, but he's like Aaron Donald light, you know? They say that now about every undersized interior defensive line. They said it about Ed Oliver, you know, so I think Aaron Donald's just a, an outlier. Oh, 100% on that. So, Joe, what, what after looking at this draft, what is the biggest takeaway or the biggest surprise to you? Well, the biggest surprise is that you don't know what you're doing and you took Will Levis first. But I understand the reasoning why. No, I'm kidding. I won't shit on you for that because you have decent reasoning behind it, so I'll give you that. Um, I was surprised to see Lucas Van Ness go at 12 to the Texans. It's not that they don't need the edge rusher, but I really feel like if they got Bryce Young, they would take, like, JSN there too just to just go offense and just go for it. That's my my opinion. That's what I think you'd see there. Uh, What did you see that you didn't like? So I think I think obviously not making trades makes a big difference. Yeah, of course. I think Hendon Hooker definitely goes in the first round. Yes, of uh, course. As, as the fifth quarterback here, and I see a team, um, you know, possibly if Houston goes non-quarterback at two or twelve, they might trade up back in the, the second, or back from the second round to get in there. Uh, a couple opportunities for some of these teams that pass on a quarterback early to jump back in, get that fifth-year option. Um, as you said, it with the Bills prime candidate to kind of move back into the beginning of the second round to kind of get a guy they like. Mm-hmm, for sure. I think it was also surprising to see Christian Gonzalez fall a little bit. Dude's really good. Arguably mm-hmm. arguably the best cornerback in the draft. I mean, I understand between him and Witherspoon. To make it all the way to 14 seems like a little far of a drop. I feel like somebody would almost like trade up to make that happen. Like even the Eagles at 10 could trade back if they're, if they're deciding they're taking Bijan Robinson. They could drop a little bit get another pick or something and then end up taking him later. Like something like that could happen. So your point, not being able to trade. Because oh, I, I think I think if it's the Eagles probably if they don't take Bijan at ten, they definitely trade back. Mm-hmm. That would be my guess. I don't think too many teams are looking to take him, even though he's arguably the best offensive piece you can add that isn't a quarterback. But the only other things that I've heard are like Dallas is Dallas ain't might try to trade up to get him. So that could be fun. But we'll see. We'll see. Is there any picks that any of you guys want to question or judge or love even that you didn't make? I'll question one of my own. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I like this. Let's Uh, go, Patrick. You know, since I picked it, I was kind of on the fence about it, but I don't know. I think the Brian Breesy pick is kind of a reach for me. Um, I know he's got a lot of talent. I think he's maybe slightly undersized. Mm -hmm. Um I think there's going to be some talent that came after him that will be probably wind up being a better football player in the end. But to me, I, I like I drafted Brian Breezy because I saw him out of high school. I, I know he's going to be good, but Man I, crush. It's okay. I just yeah. I just think there are there's probably going to be there's probably other people you could have put there instead of Brian Breezy. Are you thinking maybe you should have taken Joey Porter Jr. for? Universally <laughs> 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 mad at him for. Um, aside, maybe yes. And I also, you know, maybe Jalen Carter probably could have went a little higher, in mm-hmm. my opinion. I, I know he's had some off-the-field issues, but, you know, those are kind of uh, – you can curb those uh, if you nip it in the bud. And I think he's he's going to be, regardless of, like I said, what he did off the field, I think he's just going to be an absolute monster. You can't deny the the, uh, the measurables. So, he had so a yeah. tough pro day, though. I understand. He had a very, very tough pro day. So, so we'll go around. We'll start with Jeff. What it, what is your favorite pick made that obviously was not your own? <laughs> right on the spot, <laughs> Sam. You should probably study because you're not gonna know what to say. No, like, you're not. I got exactly what to say. 
My favorite pick made that was not my own was probably Tom taking JSN at 13. Um, I honestly, I don't think he falls that far. I think he's going to go... The prop bet for him is 11 and a half. I like 11, to be fair. And that's, yes, that's exactly. Like, I was just looking, I was like, boy, Tennessee at 11 might take him. Uh, I think, I think Chicago even could take him, even though they, they now have DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they. And Chase Claypool. They, oh, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but. I, I I think that's if just looking at this I think that's my favorite pick, draft. Sam. Uh, luckily Jeff won the first year, so I can take one of his picks. Uh, I think Christian Gonzalez easily was my favorite pick of the draft. I don't think he's gonna slide to 14 in the real draft. I'd be shocked if he did. I think he's up there with the top secondaries in, in the whole draft. So Sam, I, does that have anything to do with the fact that you're wearing an Oregon Ducks hoodie um, right now? Slightly. <laughs> 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 Go Oregon, but I did take Witherspoon over him, so. Not yeah, that, that's actually something. I didn't even think about that until this moment, so good on you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Tom, answer your own question, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Sam's Detroit Lions second pick with Michael Mayer. I love that one. Oh, um, I just, so good. Yeah, I just think, obviously, with, with Hawkinson gone, uh, that guy's a plug-and-play guy right there for them right away. They have a ton of weapons uh, surround surround uh, Jared Goff, who has a surprisingly really good year last year. Mm-hmm. And... Now with Rodgers out of Green Bay, that division could be wide open, uh, despite Joe's thinking that Kirk Cousins is going to lead him there. Uh, and I think that he could be someone who could take the Detroit Lions to the playoffs, which would be great. Um, I, I like Pat's pick of Zay Flowers to the Vikings. I think it's fantastic. Um, like they said, Thielen's gone. I'm going to go catch passes from Will Levis, apparently. But uh, <laughs> it's a perfect, like, replacement player, because I don't think K.J. Osborne's any more than what he has been. So add that with Justin Jefferson and just keep that offense humming. I, I really like that pick. I think it would be a fun little fit. Dave, what do you got? So I was going to go there. So Joe Joe kind of sniped my, my choice. But my second choice was actually Jeff's pick of Jordan Addison to Seattle. Yes! I, I, I think it's just a perfect fit. I mean, and it, it's just a guy that, that fits that, that team so well. And with... You know, um, the moving on, why am I drawing a blank From right Tyler now? Lockett. Thank you. Yep, I got you. Tyler Lockett, moving on. I think all the way around, that pick just makes the most sense. I love it. Uh, Patrick, uh, I don't think you can snipe yourself, so who's your third so best All of them I just meant to. Yeah. <laughs> Tom took mine, and Dave took my second one. Uh, oh. Looking at this, uh, man. We screwed Pat. I love yeah, this. Yeah, my favorite. Uh, I'm going to go with. Um, I hope he picks I'm going to go with Anthony Richardson with the Raiders. Okay. I think that could be a good fit for him. Um, I think that offense could, you know, having Devontae Adams uh, in there could very help him develop into a, you know, a, a pretty good quarterback. I don't know how long he's going to stay there for, but I think just that atmosphere, that organization, um, being named AR 15. Perfect fit. Love the pick. <laughs> Go Knicks. <laughs> I love it. Um, anything else we want to touch on here? Anything else you guys noticed? Want to like say, hey, I like this. I didn't like this because we got to kill like ten more seconds here. Oh, here we go. So I, I will say, no, just beating oh, you to it. I really hope the Bills trade out of twenty-seven. I want after, them seeing, after seeing the way this falls, hundred percent. 
Not that this worst. is going to be the way it goes, but I think it's going to go sort of. Sort of. I think it's going to be <laughs> when their pick is up, they're going to have their choice of probably around the same guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally, I'd like to see them at Darnell Washington. That's kind right. of my guy at this point. But I think you can do that even if you trade back. And I, mm-hmm. I really hope Bean pulls the trigger on something where they can get additional you know, uh, assets and still get a guy that maybe they were going to take and try to reach at 27 to get anyway. All right, we touched favorite picks, so now let's just do everybody's least favorite pick. Oh, wait, well, you got I, something yeah, to say. So I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going mean, to be ironic. Okay. Everybody's going to choose mine, Brian Breezy's Steelers <laughs> pick. Do that. Uh, I, I want to actually go uh, a little hobby talk real quick because, Ugh. well, because here's the thing. Kidding, if you're, kidding, if you're buying these guys, you want to know where they end up. So obviously... You know, yeah, Rich, 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 fits. Richardson on. going to, to Vegas, great market. Mm-hmm. I think that they'd be great for him and the hobby for, for people collecting him. Bijan Robinson, the top running back being taken, going to an immediate contender with the Eagles would be amazing. Uh, the top receiver going to Green Bay, which we all know is a huge market. Um, it doesn't matter who's playing for him. They have a huge fan base, so that's great. Um, do you think whoever goes to Indy is not going to be like you know if CJ Stroud goes to Indy? Do you think his value will do well? So I, those top quarterbacks, I think no matter where they go, they're going to have good value to start. You um, always do. Do they? Yeah, the, the first first guys always always do, um, and then it's gonna it can you know drastically change pretty quickly. Um, you know, if you're the first overall pick, everyone knows you're going to a bad team, and you still people want to collect you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I think I think all the quarterbacks may go well, but I think Vegas obviously is a huge market for for somebody to go. Um, the only I think the only downside with that is that maybe he's not starting year one because they got Garoppolo, uh, so he's someone that you can buy and stash. I've been staring at this for a while now, and this Richardson to Vegas thing doesn't it have the vibes of like, oh man, they're at three and five, and like Jimmy G got hurt, and all of a sudden Richardson comes in and is just like awesome. Will he be in? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Any Given Sunday. The Miami Sharks. Fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic. But but doesn't that doesn't it seem like that's what you could get? I feel like that's that's the spot right here. And our probably isn't going to happen mock draft, but it's super fun to do anyway thing. But that's the vibes I get, which of course would be like you said. Great for the card values and probably just go through the roof. I love that stuff. If you want, yeah. to, be, if you want to be a backup quarterback, you want to be in Vegas probably as a backup quarterback. I mean, what other city would you rather be a backup quarterback in? New Orleans? Nashville. I'm still Na- in Vegas. But <laughs> but the other thing is, like, if you look at this, Levis is probably starting week one, Stroud's starting week one, Young starting week one for all these teams. So that's all great for the hobby. That's great for – uh, True. Panini with all their football products coming out because people will be chasing those guys and they'll be playing week one. Uh, and then week four, maybe it won't be so great when they all suck. But you want to make a lunch bet? I want that. Which Ooh. one of the three of these quarterbacks will do better, uh, we'll say, at the end of the year? Oh, I, it depends I, on where they actually go. Yeah, I'll make that yeah, bet with yeah, you 100%. We'll, we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just make it based off of their... Will Levis doesn't matter where he goes. You, okay, he has to dig in his heels. It's the I'm Tom Hughes way. Well, I I think speaking I, of man crushes, I think man. I think Will Levis. Well, have you seen his abs? <laughs> I think Will Levis ends up at four. I I really Levis think he flex. ends up with the Colts, and I think that's a great spot for him. Um, and that's kind of where I I see him ending up. And compared to the other teams, you got Jonathan Taylor, you have um, I'm at Pittman. 
Uh, that, I think that's a good landing spot for him. Yeah. Cool. All right, so with the draft actually happening, um, well, actually, a couple hours from now when people are listening to this because this will be released the night of or the morning of draft day which is really exciting all right not if you could trade you can do whatever here what do you think is going to be the wackiest thing that actually happens like give me your like best thing that just came out of left field that you've been hearing because i know all of you pay attention to this enough to be able to say holy crap this is the one i'm not sure where he ends up but i would i would bet multiple lunches on Hopkins moving out of Arizona. Okay. He's getting traded somewhere. Yeah, he's where that's gonna be, I, I don't know, because that's a huge cap hit. Mm. But he's going somewhere. I don't, isn't the cap it not that huge because he can restructure almost right away? He can get down to like five million. Yeah. Yeah, you could get it down to five. So that's not that's not the worst then. I like that. Um what you guys got anything? I think my favorite thing is Minnesota trading up to two to take your boy Levis there. <sighs> That is such yeah, a crazy, no. crazy thing that's been like, kind of gaining a little bit of steam along the way. How and does that make you feel as a Kirk Cousins super fan, though? Well, it's fine because Levis is a bum, so he'll be fine. It's not like he's gonna overtake him. <laughs> he's definitely sitting behind Kirk going chains. A hundred percent. Except when they play on Monday night, and then, well, then because what'll happen is <laughs> so really he's not gonna get a one o'clock game. Yeah. So here's here's everything. It'll be Minnesota trades up. They draft Levis to be the starter. Kirk gets traded to San Francisco. Who trades Lance to Houston? Boom, done. It's a lot of moving parts, but I don't. I don't hate it. I, I Her like cousins it. leads the San Francisco 49ers to the Super Bowl. I, okay. I, now, <laughs> I, I like the the Lance being traded to Houston for the second pick of the second round. Um, I'm. I think the biggest thing I'm curious about is if something happens with Lamar on draft day. Uh, Sam, the big fan of Lamar Jackson. Here we are. <laughs> Here it is. Let me take the mic here first. <laughs> <laughs> super fan. Uh, yeah, yeah, big super fan of Lamar Jackson. The worst quarterback probably in the whole league maybe. Um, most overrated. He's not going to go anywhere. He's not going to start ever again. He's played his last snap in the NFL. You can see why this kid makes bets where he gets his head shaved. <laughs> Pure golfer. But uh, I, I think it would be pretty crazy if all of a sudden you, you hear a draft day trade and he ends up at – Atlanta and Atlanta and you know the Ravens at eight take Richardson or something like that. So I think I think that could be something that unexpected out of out of left field. This does feel like a draft where crazy shit might happen. So so to buck the trend a little bit, one more thing: where do you think Bijan actually winds up? Ooh, I really like your pick. To be honest with you, I like them trading back and then taking him anyway. But like I said before. A lot of smoke about Dallas doing it, and that's such a Dallas thing to do mm-hmm. that the, sure. I, I feel like he'll go there. It's 21, Chargers, Austin Eckler replacement. That's fair. That's that's fair. Okay. It's another one. I think if Atlanta doesn't take him at eight, that's the next most likely place that he goes. And if the Chargers pass on him at 21, uh, the Bills are going to be – Stop it! Right, they're gonna be sad, and I'm not. I'm not saying I want the Bills to do that or that they should, but it's gonna be awfully hard to pass that up. Fair enough. Bills fan over here or something. A little bit. You know that this is a national podcast, right? <laughs> bills, Bills, Bills. Are the we bills even have listeners best. in Tanzania. Or he Tanzania. <laughs> he could slide right out of the first round. It's true. His, his floor is Dallas, I think. Yeah, I think that's where you're at too. Hmm. What else do I like to see here? Eh, I don't know. I think we're just about done with this. So, yeah, let's just do. You want? Let's just do final thoughts and get out of here. We got enough people here to just 
have a whole bunch of final thoughts. Patrick, since you got sniped on literally everything, I'm let's, 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 let's start you, with the guest. Let's have the guest we, go first. I don't want you to get sniped again and get, see yeah, the we're reaction. Be helpful. Oh, listen, no one's sniping this idea. <laughs> All right, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick might go last. So Yeah, I might as well go last. I might, I might ruffle some Who wants to go first? Sam, what? you got a final thought? It could be about anything about sports. Anything you want it to be. Anything. You're uh, putting no limits on this at all. No I don't care. Limits. No nuts. Talk about Fabio. So I can talk about basketball? Yeah. I think the Sacramento Kings are going to win the championship. Why? Boom. Just based off their team. I think if they get past Golden State, not, nothing going to stop them. Yeah? Not a broken finger. Hold on. Did you bet on Fox? I don't care. Did you bet on them? I, I did not. That's why they're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> if I did. Continue to not do that. If I did, they would. They got to be out. Yeah, you're right. That's fair. That's a good final thought. All right, Jeffrey, what do you got? I put a $20 bet earlier today on Tampa to win the series against Toronto. They're plus 750 right now on DraftKings. Um, This is the NHL, by the way, everybody. I just think they they obviously, being recent back-to-back champions that they were, but they still have a lot of those pieces on that team. I think they're going to come back and they're going to win that series. And, okay. And I have a, a 10 to 1 lunch bet on that exact thing. That's very, very true. Smart bet. David, you're up. Um, actually, I'm going to go against everything Pat said. Uh, or not, not, I, actually, I, I, I take that back. I'm gonna go. I like that start. <laughs> I'm going to go against everything Sam just said. I'm oh. very, very curious to see what happens with Lamar. I think you got a former MVP, love him or hate him. I think you got a guy that is going to wind up somewhere, man. And if and if you want to make a $100 bet on it, feel free, because he has not played his last snap of the NFL, and I think that's a given. He doesn't know. It might be overstepped a little bit that he might not play a snap ever again in the NFL. <laughs> Obviously, he's not the worst quarterback ever in the history of the NFL, also, but he's one of the worst. Can we, I have a bet. I have a bet here. I have a bet. play that clip. Will Lamar Jackson ever win a playoff game? Again? Again. Again. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm, I'm, that's a great... It's going to be dependent on where it goes. See, oh, wow, you no, guys are so bad. strong. I, and I, I said yes. I, was, I wasn't on the hate train of, of Lamar. I, I, I guess I thought he was going to say no right away. Well, you were going to say yes right away. I honestly don't think he's going to play this year, at least be on a team week one, because I don't see anyone paying him what he wants right now. And he doesn't have an agent. What's the jersey bet for you with week one? If he doesn't start a snap week one, I have to buy a jersey, a Lamar Jackson jersey, and wear it once a week. For the rest of the yes, season. Yes, that's right. No, no, it's if he goes, you said he won't have anywhere to go week one. So if he, whatever team he starts on. If he, if he doesn't start week one, I win the bet. But, right. if, he, but if, if he starts for anywhere, anybody week one. If he plays for, when he plays for like the Colts in week one, Sam's be rocking right. that Lamar Jackson Colts jersey around the office. Just, oh, he's got to start. Yeah, he can't you just, said no, no snaps, sir. You said what? no snaps in week one. Fine, if he he's, gets yeah, a snap in week one. Well, he has to play in the game. But to answer your question, Tom, I don't think he wins another playoff game. And and actually, to come back around full circle, I bet he does. So let, I, I think I if he plays at, at some point in time, I bet he does win a playoff game. So let's do uh, one week's worth of lunches here. Well, I mean, this is going to be Lamar Jackson's whole career we're talking about here. It's not just like just this year, right? Yeah, I got some time on my hands here. Ever win another? What if? So this is going to take me ten years to get paid off. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is going to take me ten years to get paid exactly, off. Exactly. Yeah. No, fifty dollar bet. I'll make a fifty dollar bet that Lamar wins a playoff game. Ever again? Yes. Uh, yeah, in his done, career. Done. All right, quick over and under for you. Jimmy G, 12 games, over or under, that he plays in? (laughs) Over. 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 I think over, too. I think they went with it, too. 
Here it is. Under just due to his brittleness <laughs> and his glass bone and tree bark <laughs> and due to his possible ineffectiveness. Fair. I mean, they too many, too many nights out on the Vegas Strip. <laughs> too many yeah. times that Devontae Adams looks at him like mother. Is he the Carl Pavano? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Oh, wow. That's a great drop. Yeah. Great pull. Great pull. I love that so much. All right, Tom, what's your final thought? So uh, I think two episodes ago now we talked about the NBA playoffs and the playing games. And I made the statement that the Miami Heat were the most likely team in the play-ins to make a run. And I basically got laughed off the stage here. And Ray called me a, I don't know if she called me the dumbest fan ever, but mm-hmm. it was pretty close. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, that's right. And I know there's been some injuries. Giannis didn't play game two or game three. Tyler Hero hasn't played either because he's out. And they're up 3-1. And Jimmy Buckets, a.k.a. Mr. Playoff, dropped 56 points last night. Yeah. Uh, record for the Heat in the playoffs, the most he's ever dropped in a game, cool. and basically said, you know what, I got this. Um, now, who knows what's going to happen. They could easily lose three games because Giannis is that guy, but the Heat are a scary team, and, and they they beat, uh, win this game. Knicks, Cavs, be careful. All right. Mm-hmm. Patrick, I'm letting you go last because I know what yours is. So, mm-hmm. mine is, so I've been watching a lot of NHL playoffs. I think I've watched – almost every single game with the exception of like one day because I was busy. Uh, it's been a riot. Like the, a lot of comebacks, a lot of cool. It, it's exactly what you want NHL hockey to be. But I got to tell you, I am getting sick of the announcers in the Kings Oilers series because no matter if the Kings are dominating or not, it's all about how great the Oilers are. Mm-hmm. Even when they look like ass. And it's getting to those levels. I told you before, like Chris Collinsworth blowing Patrick Mahomes over every little thing he does. Like, oh, he blinks his eye at a faster rate than anybody else. It's starting to get on that level for me where it's making me not like the other team more just because it's, like, annoying because it's not – it doesn't have to be perfectly down the middle. It's got to be a little bit. When one team is just dominated and you're still talking about the team getting kind of smacked around, kinda that's like a problem it. for me. Kinda you know, like you, should probably, yeah. you should probably trade Connor McDavid in, in the hockey players. No, no, no. hate the Oilers now. <laughs> no, that's not how that works at all. <laughs> Says the guy who drafted the guys he hates in the playoff way. That, it's the way you're doing. And I'm not winning. Right, but it's because you're bad at fantasy sports. <laughs> anyway. Patrick. talking to a champ here. Yeah, so, current champ. Patrick, the final floor is take. yours. Final take. Uh, my final take is going to be any grown man... 40 or above, outside of certain situations, should never wear a sports jersey. And why is this? Hmm. You're just too old to be a fanboy. You, you, you shouldn't be walking around town with fucking, with a, <laughs> no, I'm double down <laughs> with a fucking jersey that you know you shouldn't be wearing because you're too old. It's, I don't know, I think I might, I might get some, some, some pushback on this, but I just think 40 years old is just out. Like I said, outside of certain situations. So if you're like a, if you're going to a game with your family, do it up. Does but it, if you're going to Burger King, does it, leave it matter? Up. Okay, because I've thought about this before too. Mm-hmm. As a gentleman who's getting older, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> does it matter who the jersey you're wearing? That like, if you're wearing. So you're wearing a hockey jersey like me wearing a Darlene jersey. Rasmus Darlene of the Buffalo Sabres, by the way. Those <laughs> Homer fans. Who's, who's, who's 21 years old, and I'm 41. Yes, a little probably like, a little, it, it, I agree, though, a little that bit. it's kind of like mm, pathetic. Like, you're wearing a jersey of a guy who's half your age. So let me tell you this. If you're going to a Sabres game, playoff Sabres game, sure. Regular season game, no. 
Well, if you're, if you're, well, that's if, bullshit. No. Like I said, that's bullshit. There might be some pushback to the game. If you're going it's regular season or playoff, playoff, no way. You can wear the jersey. If you're just going you to a random Wednesday night game and you want to put on a 21 year old's jersey to support him at 40, go ahead. You're I'm all, just saying it doesn't. You're look allowed good. to support people. You're allowed to do you. a lot of things in America. I'm just saying it's not. You should stop once you hit 40. So you age you out of jersey it? wearing Without in your, in your a, world? Unless you're with your kids or family or have a certain situation. Like you go to a bachelor party and you're all wearing baseball jerseys. God bless. So the single guy can't wear a jersey past 40. Correct. How about my kid wants to go to with I said with your me. kids. With your kids, totally fine. What if it's a cool different jersey that's like a Brent Gretzky Dansbury Trashers. You're jersey. 40. Okay, really quickly. That's You're not that 40. cool. <laughs> You're That's 40. You're 40. There should cool. be other things that get you that excited about life. Yeah, but if I've bought a jersey and I want to wear it from time to time, what am I just... Uh, you don't buy jerseys after that. Once you're 40, you just don't buy jerseys unless you're with your kids. That's that's how you get out of that. What happens if you're... So I'll buy that. I'll, I'll back that. I think, I think I'll back that. You should no longer be buying jerseys after 40. But if you have them, you should be able to wear them. Around your house. Maybe not out public. Or to the games that you attend. Certain games, yes. If you're going with your kids or it's a playoff game, sure. Outside of that, a regular season game, I don't want to see a 50-year-old wearing an R.J. Barrett jersey. (laughs) It just looks weird. (laughs) And you're laughing because it's true. Thank you very much, (laughs) First off, I want to make something very clear to the viewers at home. I'm not 40. So, <laughs> this is not directed. Yeah, if you got mad, you might be telling. It's not age. directed at me yet. yet. <laughs> but I will tell you, just like my Brandon Ayuk jersey that I have, when I continue to win fantasy championships, I will continue to get a jersey of one of the players on that team to celebrate my championship. Oh, wow, because banner. that's a certain situation. Okay. Oh, now it's okay. Well, no, it is because it's my thing, and I run. I run the show. That's great. That. So what I'm right. Mean? Patrick's right. You guys are all too old to do it now at this point. Apparently, yep. I don't really care anymore. Yeah, shut up, Dave. You're 48, right? Yeah, Sam, you're way yeah. too old. <laughs> Me and Sam are the same age. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> On what planet? <laughs> it's amazing. Um, you just trying to get people to hate you? No, I just wanted to get a little bit of, you know. <laughs> it's fun. It's put fun. a little bomb in there. The best part so, is you tried to get people fired up, and Jeff's like, so I've been thinking about this. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> and I agree I with you. Which <laughs> is amazing. I would say, Patrick, how do you feel about your hip parade jersey that you wear? Are you going to wear that when you're 40? Well, that's a work shirt. No, I'm not. Because <laughs> I'm 40. <laughs> if I said yes, that would totally contradict everything I just said. Yeah, you couldn't do much of that. I love that. Okay, so then can you can still wear your Barry Bonds one, though, because he's older, because he was during your... Like, I'm going to buy it, my kid one so it, we can both wear the same blue holes that you can use. You might have said this. Is it just restricted to, like, the new players? Like, can you wear, like, the older players that... You can that you had a jersey up for the last Coming twenty years. Yeah. I would I would say that's more acceptable, but I would still leave it at home. Mm. Well, if I'm going to a game, I'm wearing a jersey. I don't care if it's playoffs so, or regular season. And, or not. I think that's dumb. That, but again, I, so you Patrick, I, you want I, I love you, but I'm not taking fashion advice for someone who wears short shorts. Who's wearing short shorts? Oh, I've seen them shorts you wear. When? <laughs> Again, you that didn't pay me any money. That's his other they work shorts. Outfit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you got to pay me to see if they are or not. That's George. not my department. That's why Sam's here. Daisy Dukes. Get here. All right. This is this, this has been off the rails for an hour and ten minutes anyway. So thank you, everybody, for coming out. Jeff, Dave, Sam, thank you for being a part of this 
train wreck. It was a lot of fun. Um, I look forward to everybody seeing in a few hours how wrong we were when the draft happens. But the draft is one of the best days ever. I can't wait for it in a little bit. Um, that's it. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Go follow us. Email us. Tell us how wrong we were at podcast at hitparadecollection.com. Again, that is podcast at hitparadecollection.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. We'll love it. Let's go next. Bye. Bye.